On this episode of Tabletop Continuum, make a stealth roll with advantage to hop on the wagon and listen into the budding story of our Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Anchor joins Lita's bounty folk team as they are tasked to win the Cry Commonwealth board town for info on possible divine vestiges that get distracted from fears in the forest. As Anchor is away. Welcome to another episode of Tabletop Continuum. This is Ty. I'm Austin. And it has been a while. Yeah. Yeah, so good news and bad news. Things are still going on, but we lost the data for our original session two. So this is going to be our our session two for Anchors Away with a lot more synopsis of what was going on for session two which was and wasn't a lot um it was a lot more of world building now thinking about it um but it's still immersive in my opinion i wish we could have still had the audio for it but eh. i am still upset that we lost that riddle that we did that was hilarious i forget the riddle we did the riddle was is what what question can you never answer yes to? And I was like, are you dead? <laughs> I was so... I, I, I was miffed. Because <laughs> I had an answer in mind, but then you went that, and I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry! Uh, anyway, shall we get to where last we left off? Absolutely. Okay, this is going to be a little long, so... Not a problem. Where last you left off? Your past days have been bittersweet, restless, and a bit overwhelming with what a lot of what-ifs. The reality of your decisions until the moment settle in as you attempt to comprehend changes you have instigated and have to force yourself to work with. One, you disavowed your home, potentially multiple homes, um, were welcomed in another, but now you choose to live in none. Even in the pseudo-nomadic form that is postal karma, your party, you feel unsure stick around. There's even some whose company you're unsure were truly there for yours, those that you're unsure you can bear to be around for much longer, and as such, with the blessing from Lord and Lady Merrick, you set to complete an initiation into the Bounty Folk alone, granted the task of proving your wits to a goblin village while, pre- while presenting alliance uh, for the guild to the goblins. Through the night, you guarded Cain Fultland's home and his people, Krethings, but your reward is a blur. Coming to, coming to, you hear the clamor of late night supper, a large fire in the epicenter of the village you've been guarding, and you've been stripped of your chest plate and pauldrons as you now lay on softened ground with 
with a simple, thin equivalent of a mattress below you. The day rushed to you and tended to your, to your wounds and everyone celebrated you, while at the same time giving little notice to the change of perspective and reality that you've been given as a branding on your breast is now a constant reminder of something that you don't fully know this weird purpose that seems to have been blessed by your patron Demiang King Footlet and the goblins took uh, took the alliance from the Bounty Folk, giving you a paper in return uh, to more kind of solidify uh, their collaboration. Returning back to the guild, you are given a signet ring with the Bounty Folk symbol as a commemoration and solidification as you are part of the guild. Should you choose to should you choose to stay. Furthermore, you. You're given much respect as you give away a dagger to allow Lauren and Lady Mary to make what's known as a living banner tethered to your being, as it now flies uh, adjacent to a living banner dedicated to the White Prize. But now, for your first true quest under the guild, you need a team. Being given a, a location for a water hut, and a bounty of rumors therein, such as the faded pot that Demi himself used to invigorate his siblings during the Cosmic War, possibly being somewhere there, you team up with your beloved fairy friend, Lita, from when you first arrived in the guild, and her teammates, a half-elf named Lucille Galperio, and a vaguely haughty, but that was a vaguely haughty but curious demeanor, and a very pale, young, closed-off woman named Oricareta Del Hilier. Now, it's time for you all to pick a name for your quartet. Pick a way to move through the continent and be on your way to adventure in Port Waterhut. So, what do you think it? A name for us? Yes. Uh, I'm not sure. Lita, do you have any suggestions? Lita kind of ponders for a moment, looking at looking at you before looking at Lucille and Ori. I don't know. I'm not really one for names. I I kind of just do things. Lucille uh, kind of steps in, not to not to sound rude, but word does tend to go around somewhat quick. You can thank a certain bard for that, but weren't you the one who dubbed Posto Karma? Why don't you give a name for us as well? Hmm. Nico just kind of sits there for a moment thinking, but... As... Hmm. Well, the most... 
Well, the most I know of Lita is that she does like mischief. Ori kind of uh, looks between uh, the rest of you for a moment. Lita is definitely one to trick, but it's not anything bad. Also, hi. Sorry? She... <laughs> Dagnabbit, noise suppression. Ori went basically like, hey, you're, you're correct, like, Lita does, like, trickery and whatnot, but it's not in a bad way. Also, hi, I haven't really talked to you yet. Oh, uh... Yes, uh, hi. Um, any ideas for a name? I mean, I have some ideas, but how deep do we want to go with myth? Lucille kind of smiles at this. Ori really likes mythology. The floor is yours. Ori kind of pondered for a moment. Well, gosh, I hate being put on the spot. I didn't even have anything prepared. Oh no. <laughs> Let's think about it on the road. Yeah. I think that's a better idea. If I get to know everyone better, I might be able to come up with a name. Yeah. I mean, we don't have to have a name for the group right now, but it'll be something for later, at least for the Lord and Lady to keep tabs, I guess. Yeah. We never really thought of a name for ourselves because, well, we've only been in two other quests together before you joined in. Hmm. Man. I don't know if I'll stick around forever. I do want to rejoin Postal Karma. understandable just since you're here it would make sense to have you part of the effort of making the name yeah yeah Lucille kind of uh, pops in I don't mean to rush us but we should try to find our preferred means of transportation before we head over to Port Waterhut it is quite a bit of a ways oh right right Sorry, and Anchor just kind of stands up awkwardly and looks around like, where do we go again? There are stables. I do know that your uh, your friends, rather large wolves, were tended to there. Um, there should also be horses and other creatures that can maybe 
help us drag a carriage or two. Well, we don't need two, but you get what I mean. Hmm. I'll see what they're willing, what they're willing to part with for now. <laughs> so you're just going to head over to the stable? Yes. Okay. Heading over to the stable, it's not really that large, and unfortunately, um, the puppers are not in there. It does seem like uh, the puppers in Postal Karma are out doing something at this point. Um, it so... did. They did say it was a three-day trip there. But at the moment, there doesn't really seem to be that many uh, that many proper steeds that that can help. Uh, there's like one horse, one ox. From what you see, there's there's nothing really. Nothing eye-catching, but also nothing not really unexpected. At most, we just have a steed for us to rest our feet while we ride. <laughs> Thing is, though, with, with one horse, unless you have a... Unless you had some sort of wagon or carriage for it to pull, you're only going to be able to have like one, maybe two people on the horse. Three if we count Lita resting on the shoulder. Yeah, but then you're always going to have one person who has to walk. That's true. Hmm. So, this isn't going to shorten our time. Not... I mean, still having a steed will shorten your time a little bit. Like, a pretty decent bit. But... Yeah. If you didn't have a steed... Like... If you didn't have a steed, it's going to take double the amount of time for you to get to, to Fort Waterhut than what it took you to get to um, King Footlint's uh, village. But if you have the steed, your time will be cut roughly by half. Alright, so we'll just need to have a look at the steeds and choose a proper one then. Uh, I suppose I can look at them and see which one is willing to tolerate me, at least. <laughs> um, there are a few. Um, there are a few uh, horses. One of them, best I can describe them, is kind of a spotty, um, kind of a white and yeah, white and brown move with rather with rather large um, spotches. 
with their mane and tail being a bit of a darker brown. Um, there is another one that is pure black, and then another one that is uh, pure gray. I want to extend a hand to the splotchy one. Okay. Uh, the splotchy one uh, kind of looks at you for a moment, ponders, uh, before kind of leans forward, starts trying to sniff your hand. So you're trying to go after Jesse, yeah? <laughs> As you hear uh, the, the the stable head just kind of pop it pop out in the middle of nowhere. Um, about your height, um, Dragonborn um, with um, kind of terracotta uh, colored uh, scales with kind of a um, slightly leaner frame than what you would expect from a Dragonborn. Um, bit of a pixie cut. Um, their, uh, their horns kind of short and nubby. Um, like really small uh, spectacles and in a rather sullied um, outfit showing that they've been working a pretty decent bit in the stables today already. Uh, they scared me, but I like them already. <laughs> <laughs> so Anchor jumps, like, oh, 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 you scared me. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, <laughs> Sorry about that. That happens a lot. It's fine. It just shows how, how agile you are. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, you gotta be agile when you're taking care of these puppies. I suppose so. Sometimes literally. <laughs> oh yeah! You're the one that came with that one party with the giant wolves! Yeah, well, I'm taking a break from them because I'm not feeling too confident in my abilities for them. Oh. Well, if you need a bit of a confidence boost booster, then Jesse right here is just the gal for you! Oh! Well, perfect! Believe me, she needs a little bit of a confidence boost herself. So it's a win-win! You help her, she helps you! Huh? Huh? I, I extend a hand to pet her head. Did Jessie, I roll for animal handling? Yes. Roll for animal handling. Fourteen. Okay. You extend a hand out to uh, pet uh, Jesse. Jesse doesn't seem intimidated or anything. She she doesn't lean into it. She doesn't retract from it. She just kind of lets it happen. Hmm. Well, she's not not scared of me, it's, which is more than I expected. Yeah. Uh, about that. Be careful, she doesn't like sudden movements too much, especially from tiny objects. You hear that, Lita? <laughs> Lita, uh, kinda... You, you hear her kinda whistling, like, in the background, like, not acting like she didn't hear you. Lita? I'm not gonna scare her! What? At least not on purpose. 
Guess that's all I can ask of you. Lucille uh, kind of sighs. Um, any idea on what some of Jesse's preferred diet may be? Oh, glad you asked! Uh, the dragonborn, like, just beams. So, uh, Jesse definitely prefers, like, you know, typical things when it comes to the horror, to horses. Vegetable, vegetables, grass, things of that nature. But she also likes sweet things. So if you have, uh, any sweet and, like, um, crunchy, not super crunchy, uh, kind of fruits or anything, nothing citrus, she will be your gal for life. Like apples? Yeah. Though, I don't think apples are that common here on the archipelago. Those are often an, an import. Okay. Do I have anything of the sort? <laughs> um, you know what? I'm gonna have you roll. Um, actually, oh, will I have you roll to check your own belongings? Investigation? Sure, yeah, investigation to check your own belongings. <laughs> See what's in your rations. 30 20. Dirty 20? Um, yes. There are more. Uh, there are fruits that are of a similar texture to apples, but they're not apples, they are pears. That'll work for me. I'll grab one and hold it out to Jesse. Jesse kind of uh, leans forward, like, takes a bit of a sniff. Uh, before, like, looking at you, Anchor, again. Roll me, uh, roll me insight. Alright. And there goes my die. Alright, let's see where it leads. Plus and I have a plus four, which makes another dirty 20. Okay. <laughs> Jesse seems furious, but also a little bit intimidated. This is this does seem to be a lot of people in one pretty tiny space. Uh, okay, uh, I'll have it for you later. Uh, I think we may need to give her some space. Okay, not a problem. Yeah, Jesse really loves the outdoors, so and she loves to be at work. So I can I can give you guys a bit of a small wagon that she can pull, give you guys a place to sleep during the night for about uh twenty silver. That would be two gold, so really not too much. Um, it could be able to hold a little bit of extra supplies in the bottom floor um, wouldn't be too deep, though. And if all four of you, wait, three, four, uh, the dragonborn kind of looks around uh, before Lita just gets right in his face. Oh, oh, uh, four, yeah. Uh, actually, as long as you keep tiny, Missy, um. All of you should be able to sleep in 
the wagon okay. It'll be a little bit tight, but it'll be okay. And plus I have a tent. Yeah, you, you do have a tent, but... Come on. A wagon with an actual, like, hard roof up top is a little better to have uh, for for weather purposes rather than a tent. You can use a tent for, like, extra... an extra blanket or something, extra covering for the windows or, or the entryway so that you have privacy and whatnot. Fair. I just want to make sure my my friends are also comfortable. The seal uh, looks at you for a moment, Anchor, and smiles. I definitely appreciate the sentiment, but I I definitely do think that that you see her here um, might know a thing or two. I assume that you've had quite a few experiences questing before you became the stable the stable head, you see her. At which point you see the, the dragonborn just beams. Yep, and I didn't like it. Fair enough. It doesn't have to be for everybody. Now, so for Jessie as well, given that she needs her own uh, bits of experience, um, I will go for uh, for the lot of. The wagon, which on its own, the wagon will be uh, 20 silver. I can ask for another silver or, uh, yeah, one more silver. Why not? Just make it 21 silver uh, to add a few extra supplies of uh, rations and a few things. And for Jesse, I'm going to need an Electra. Huh. Angus will be furious about this. It was Angus? Huh? Oh, uh, member of Postal Karma. Ah, I see. Uh, I've just suddenly turned into a carny, but let's go with it. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, get out two gold, one silver. Well, not one silver. I. Do you yeah, have change it, for one gold? Uh, sure. Um, and actually, I need to look at the giver. Oh no! Oh, this, I'm fucking myself over with it. <laughs> okay. So, okay, if it is five silver to equal one electrum. Oh my gosh, you're gonna give me another Electrum. And... Okay, and then it is... Ten... If it's ten silver to equal one gold... Okay, how much are you giving? I'm giving three gold, but I also have an Electrum on. But if he has an Electrum already, might as well just take the silver change with it. <laughs> For the sake of timing, we will figure out the expenses and change that you get from that later. I have stuff written down. 
I, I just did that to myself. I can, I lured myself to my own trap. <laughs> so now you have a relatively sized, uh, you have a relatively sized wagon. You have Jesse, um, and you've been given about. I would say two more weeks worth of uh, rations for the four of you, which more so given Lita's size more equivalents to a week and like a day considering her makes her not eat as much. But hey, that's a bit of a pro. Hmm. Nice. But yeah, so you you have your cart, you have Jesse. Are you heading over to the uh, to Fort Water Hut, or is there anything else that you were planning on doing? I don't have any other plans. So you begin to make your way with the rest of your party out of the uh, out of the bounty folk. And finally, heading your way over to Fort Waterhut, you're having to pass uh, King Footland's uh, village. Um, do you remember roughly how long it took for you to get over to Footland last time? The Goblin Village? Yeah. About 11 hours? Okay. And with what I said earlier, uh, um, your time is going to be cut by half, um, given how things uh, have been. Um, and with Jesse, your timing is being no, your your time is being half. So I'm going to now take you only eleven hours to get to Port Waterhut, which cool. Unfortunately, you have to go through a pretty decent bit of woods. That's fine. Okay. So, Gigi, and I'm not rushing, and I am not going to let Jesse be rushed. Okay. Um, any particular marching order that you have going on? Uh, I was just kind of letting it happen. Okay. Well, better question. Since you are kind of on the move right now, and you're going towards something. Would you be actively trying to look around? Or are you more just like passively being like trying to make sure that things are okay? I'd passively be trying to make sure things are okay because I'm just kind of looking around. I'm not looking for anything in particular. That's fair. So. As you and your party begin to make your way through uh, outside of the Bounty Folk and outside of the forest that the, that the Hidden Tower uh, was in. Oh, actually, you should have a compass. Yeah, I do have a compass. Are you going to use it? Uh, 
Where are we going again? You're going to Port Waterhut. And do we know where Port Waterhut is? Yes, it is in the Akrai uh, kind of region. It's um, it's like double the distance uh, of from where you went to um, King Footland's uh, village. Still going in like the same direction. But yeah. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to be going there a lot, so I don't know if I'm going to use it yet. Hmm. Well, and I mean, besides... from what, from what the, uh, from what Lord and Lady Elmeric told you, you can take it off, take off the attunement, and reattune to, like, reset it. Just, it's that easy to unattune to it? Okay, then, I am going to use it to find a direction of the, the water whatever place. An- Anchor you says that word for word. You a place that you know of specifically. So really, the only, place, the only places that you could set it to make a beacon that you can see is either uh, King Falkland's village, the Bounty Folk, or... Malagvanisha, or um, the Highlands Mishire, or the White Prize. Places that you have been to that are within a certain radius, you can put, uh, you can use your compass to create a beacon that only you, as the one bearing the compass and attuning to it, can see. Hang on, I... I don't think I can use it on the white prize because the white prize moved. The white prize is moving, that is very true. And I can still use it on the white prize? There there is te- you can technically use it on the white prize, yes, considering though they are moving, the people are still the same for the most part. Including that old man that shouted at me. Ye myrtle. <laughs> uh, but uh, I don't know if I'm going to use it yet. Because mm. we're not going to a place that I have been before and we're not really lost yet. Uh-huh. That's fair. So you're Why just you bring it up? Why, why do you bring it up, Ty? Just wanted to remind you that that's actually a thing. Yeah, I remembered. Okay. Thank you. No, I'm scared. <laughs> you should be. I'm always scared. Hopefully that scared you. <laughs> yes, that in particular did scare me, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so... Um, you were having me roll for something? No, I am rolling something super quick, because I... Okay, so you continue, let you and your party continue to go through uh, the brush. I want you, and for yourself and for Lita, to roll me perception. 
Perception. Alright. Let's see. For Anchor. And I'm going to roll for Ori and Lucille. Anchor got an 18. And Lita. Perception plus 3. Alright. Lita got a 14. Okay. And. Ori and Lucille did not do did not do so hot. So uh you said 18 and 14? Yep. 18 okay. for Anchor, 14 for Lita. Okay. Um for for Lita, well, technically for the both of you, uh, for for both characters, but I'm saying this for kind of a general sense. You you hear a very subtle uh, unsettling, kind of rustling in the trees and the brush that are uh, that are surrounding you. You, though, Anchor, are able to also hear not the normal nature pitter-patter of, like, animals or the fluttering of birds. These are feet. There is something that is not... that There is something humanoid out there. Alright, I am going to whisper to Lita, because she has a longbow. Mm-hmm. And, and do I know the exact direction that the feet are coming from? Um. Roughly, it is. So, with what you're seeing with Roll 20. You can roughly guess that it is here-ish. Hmm. It is somewhat in front of you. You're not 100% confident on that. Alright, I am one to stop the wagon, get out, pick, pick up a random rock, and chuck it there. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, Le- uh, Lucille and Ori kind of look at you for a moment, Anchor. What are you doing? I know you're out there. What? What is out there? <laughs> that <laughs> at which point um yeah because this thing rolled shit with trying to not freak out um you see uh you see from um outside of a set of trees from the corner of your vision this fucker pop out it is really thin, thin-ish. It has this weird kind of really long, um, really long, almost looks like an arm that is melting off of itself. It's also, that its body is covered in in fat, so many rings of skin, and yet 
it's it's one arm seems to be melting off, trailing behind it. That as all of this meat is, these meat and tendons are connecting to what remains of a hand, as it's almost it's almost hunchback form um, carries another. Uh, arm that ends in this decrepit kind of looking wood almost looks equivalent to like a carved wooden spike and the the more that you look at it from a distance the more you see that its legs um are a similar nature to that kind of stabby uh appendage hmm I am going to. I think I'm going to cast Thunderous Smite on my sword just to have it in, in the round still. Okay. Wait, no. Okay. I'm going to, take, to cast Detect Good and Evil. Mm. Evil and Good. Okay. Final answer. Okay. It is definitely an evil entity. Huh? Ready yourselves. This thing aims to fight. Um, Ori kind of looks at you. Are, are you are you sure? What's going on? I cast to detect evil and good, and this thing is definitely evil. But how how can you Lucille kind of looks at Ori for a moment. No time to explain. We just need to focus on this, get out of here, and get going over to Water Hut. Maybe you can... Ori, figure out what this entity is when we're done. We'll figure things out from there. Lita! Yeah? Fuck shit up. Roll me initiative. <laughs> Alright, for Anchor's initiative, it's a two. <laughs> you rolled a two? I rolled a two for Anchor's initiative. Okay. Um roll me Lita's. I'll roll for Lucille, Ori, and this this fucker. Alright. For Lita's? Also, wait, what's your and did you add your initiative mod? Of course I added my initiative mod. My initiative mod is zero. Oh fuck. Alright, and Lita's is 13. Okay. And I did add the initiative for Lita's. Any fouries? Okay. Let's see. it. so many tabs! And then this fucker. <laughs> it also rolled shit. Uh, what's your dex? My... Oh my gosh, it rolled that bad? My dexterity is 10. Oh, wait. Derp. Oh, wait, no, that's his proficiency bonus, not, not a uh, initiative bonus. So, what'd you say your dex mod was? 10. So, plus zero? Yes. Okay, so... 
You go last, my dude. I had a feeling. Okay, so double checking. What did you say Lita's uh, initiative was again? 13. Okay, so. Starts with Lita, Ori, Lucille, Okay, so it is Lita's turn. She is top of the round. Next up is going to be Ori, then Lucille, then the monster, then you. Alright, so where is the monster? The monster is here. So, um, so let's use the snap center from Lita. It's about 85 feet away. Alright, and... Oh, so Lita can shoot at it. He could. But also, given how weapons are and such, might need to be a little bigger. Eh, that is true. See, where... Where is that ability? What is it? Which one are you looking for? The one that makes me bigger. Oh, that is... is that should be in her racial stats. Um, unfortunately, you're going to have to do it manually because D&D is being a butt. You have two charges. Alright. Can I use it to be... about the... <laughs> About the party size. Okay, so medium. Um, yep. Okay. Okay. So you're gonna have to uh, keep in mind how this affects your stats, because unfortunately, um, her uh, changing to a medium size does affect things. It does. It. Let's see. So, let's see. Her strength is going to be a plus one, but her, her dexterity is a minus two. So that is going to affect a lot of rolls in the future. When do you keep, All right, uh, when so, you keep this form? So strength is, uh, is a plus zero and dexterity is a plus two. Uh-huh. Alright, so... Oh, also, I am me, going what's your max HP? My max HP? Yes. It's 53. 53. Okay, good. Just setting that up for the initiative, you know, for the initiative counter. Alright. Alright. And actually, you know what? Let's change some music. There we go. Alright. Now I'm going to use my long bow. Okay. 
All right, if you're doing that for Lita, roll to hit. And is hit affected if I'm medium size? No, hit is not uh, affected. All right. Because it is your... Well, actually, let me double check because with her being a... Her being a rogue. Let me double check what modifier um, attacking and such is. Um, it's high. A rogue. What? I rolled a natural 20. Oh, well. <laughs> well, then. So, yeah, that definitely hits. Yeah. <laughs> so, whatever is. Um, Whatever dice that it says that you have to roll for her longbow. Okay, so originally it's 1d8 plus 3, roll 2d8. Alright. Let's see, what all that one? That's a 3. Alright, and that's a 5. Ooh. 11 points of damage. Dang, okay. Fuck, oh no, I accidentally clicked out the initiative. <laughs> you, oh. you fool! You messed with the natural! I got it, I got it. So, what was it, 11 points? Yes. Okay. So Lita goes to, like, use her bow. The arrow shoots, like, goes off, and it jams into, um, it jams into uh, this creature um, at the the really like spindly uh, arm. Um, it sinks into the spot that's like right in between the junction of the shoulder and the torso. And it's not happy, but it doesn't look like um, it was hurt too much uh, from that. All right. And I am going to see if I can sneak around the trees to see if I can get a buried look. What's the movement of Vita? So is my movement walking yeah, speed up? As yeah, your walking speed has changed. So now with you being medium-sized, you can go 30 feet. All right. In that case, I'm going to try and sneak around the... Let's see, what's... How do I tell distance? Uh, click on the kind of protractor ruler thingy. All right. Yeah, circle with the ruler, and then click and drag. There we go. All right. Uh, I want to get to right here. Try to sneak over here. Okay, you should be able to move her character. Alright. There you go. Okay. So, Ori... Yeah, it's now Ori's go. Now it's, and it's going to be Lucille's afterward. So, Ori... Uh, looking at this whole situation um 
a little uh, timidly decides to one, two, three, four, five, six. Use her full movement to do that. Um, yep, she is within range. So then she is going to attempt to uh, cast a spell, see if it hits. Just double check. Uh, okay, so you see her uh, moving her hands in, uh, in uh, kind of near uh, her chest in a semi-ritualistic kind of manner, almost, and she... Uh, she, it, you see what looks to be like a giant ball of lightning, uh, almost like purplish lightning, form into her hand as she casts chromatic orb on uh, the creature. Let's see if it hits. That was cocked. That was also cocked. I. This is a very tiny dice tray. Let me pull my bigger dice tray. That was also cocked. Goodness gracious! That did not hit, unfortunately. So, yeah. Honestly, I'm just happy she's get keeping up with us. <laughs> so now it is Lucille's turn. And unfortunately, Lucille can't do a whole bunch because <laughs> he's a fighter. He's a fighter, so he needs close, uh, close hand to hand, and he can't really do that. So he's just going to ah, why am I? Oh, it's because I'm on the wrong layer. One, two, three, four, five, six. He's going to go forward this way. And now it is the monster's turn. Okay, so. Oh, I forgot. It also has dark vision. I need to show that. Yeah. This thing is intimidating. It is free. I can't even see it on my screen because it's not within view of me. Oh, you do now. Oh. Because, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Uh. What else I can do? So yeah, it's moving. It's trying to get closer over towards you. Ah, uh, unfortunately, it's too far away for me to be able to do anything. So it's your go. All right, I am going to. Yeah, I need to check something real quick. Okay. okay, perfect. I am going to... Yeah. 
Let's see. I'm going to cast Sanctuary on on Ori here. Okay, are you close enough for it? Just 30 feet away. Okay. Okay, so you have cast Sanctuary on Ori. Uh, remind me what that does. You ward a creature within range against attack. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature will has an attack or a harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose the attack or spell. This spell doesn't protect the warded creature from area effects, such as explosions of, of a fireball. Mm, okay. Well, okay. Is that all you can do? Because you still have your movement. That's true. I am going to move her right here, and that's about all I can do. You can do one one more square, dude. I can. Yeah, because you were here. Five, oh, yeah. 10, yeah. 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, so now back to the top of the round, it is Lita. Alright. So she is going to. Fire and. Yeah. Let's see. How far is she? Oh, perfect. I wanted to try and do a sneak attack. Oh? Because I'm trying to sneak around. Okay. Uh, are you meaning like sneak attack with a with like a, a your crossbow or whatever? Longbow, but no. How, how are you planning to do sneak attack? I my new movement is thirty feet and uh, actually wait. No, my longbow does more damage. Yeah, just I'll no hold on. Once read sneak attack. Well, once per turn, you can deal an extra 3d6 damage to one creature you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have advantage on the attack roll. You don't need advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within 5 feet. That, en that enemy is not incapacitated and you don't have disadvantage on the attack roll. Hmm. So I can't do a sneak attack? Well, let's see, you can deal an extra 3d6. Let's see, you hit with an attack with a finesse or ranged weapon if you have advantage on the attack roll. You do not need an advantage on the attack roll. Which I don't have advantage. Yeah, you do not need an advantage on the attack roll if another enemy of the target is within 5 feet. Uh, if if that, enemy is, uh, that enemy isn't incapacitated 
and you do not have disadvantage on the attack roll. Ah. Uh, come on. Yeah, you don't currently have a an advantage per se. You would gain advantage if you were to if if you were actively trying to have Lita like sneak and like try and hide so that she could get an attack that way. Alright. If you're going to try and have her hide or stealth to get sneak attack, I'm going to need you to roll me stealth. Uh, I was trying to that last turn. I was trying to say sneak. Derp. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple times. Derp, derp, derp. Okay. Well, look at that mod for Lita. Goodness. I know. I want to use it. Well, then use it. What'd you roll? I rolled a six, six which makes it a 15. Okay. Um, let me check this creature's passive perception. Well, actually, no. It technically does not have a passive perception, so I kind of have to roll it. The perception is wisdom, which... Okay, yeah, it did not notice. Alright, so I could move like somewhere right right here? Yeah. Perfect. I'm gonna move right here and then use my longbow. Okay. Roll ahead. Which that would give me sneak attack then, right? Yeah. So if this one hits you have you can do the extra sneak attack damage. Alright. Mm. Ten. Ten? Yeah, that misses. Dang it. <laughs> All of this build up of like, yes, I want to sneak and you haven't listened to me for nothing. <laughs> Alright, so Aye. Ori, a little intimidated, is going to try and do another chromatic orb. This time you see her conjuring this like really disgusting uh, kind of bright um, greenish uh, kind of energy. It's like bright neon green. It's it, it, it's acid. It, it's a fucking acid ball that she's making in her hand that she's lunging at this creature. Uh, unfortunately, that also misses. You're doing great, Ori! I'm trying. That's all I can ask of you. One, two, three, four, five, six. And she will use she will bring herself over here. And now it is Lucille's turn. He's going to one, two, three, four. Just gonna go straight for it. He's going to use a giant ass halberd uh, to 
uh, get a good slashy slash. Anchor was trying to be genuine, by the way. <laughs> and that misses. I am not rolling well today. We, wow. We are just not on our A game today. No, we are not. So, okay, he still has like two bits of movement left, so he's going to go here. Now it is the monster's turn, and now the monster is going to attempt to grapple Lucille. Oh no. So, okay, now I need to roll, let's see. Thought process. Thought process. Okay, so, okay, yeah. Strength for this guy. So, okay, yeah. So now I need to roll acrobatics for Lucille. Which, for the first time, I rolled something good for Lucille. Lucille does not get grappled. Oh! Not today, bitch! The creature, however, is going to one, two, no, not go that way. Going to go one, two, three, four, five. Hello, which instigates lack of opportunity from Lucille, which unfortunately misses as now this this creature like a, the same size as you with a humanoid face and really borderline gelatinous kind of body and this weird melting of a flesh arm is just in your face <laughs> oh, don't look at me with those eyes don't don't in fact don't look at me at all <laughs> Abandoned everything. Zero go. I know, but hey. <laughs> what you gonna do? Hey, I am going to use my third spell slot to Cinder Smite on my sword, and I'm gonna swing with it. Okay, roll to hit. Uh, does the 13 hit? Nope. Fuck! <laughs> He's got a decent AC. I hate this thing. Why is it so big and has such a good AC? It's not as big as you think. It's right, right so up to my face. Of course it's big. <laughs> oh, I thought you made the AC. Anyway, uh, it's Lita's turn. Which, she's still hidden. Oh, it's sweet, so I'm gonna use my longbow. Okay. Roll to hit. Alright. Uh... Dirty 20. Hits! Nice! And since you are still in the brush, you do get sneak attack. 
Sweet. So 1d8 plus 3 and, and then 3d6s. Sweet. All right. So doing the 1d8. Five for that. Okay. Alright, a five for the first one. Five for the second one. You get a ten. Sixteen for the sneak attack. Okay, so five plus sixteen. Twenty-one points of damage. <laughs> Woo! You see, uh, Lita, like, from the brush, just takes another shot. This time it rams and sinks into the base of, like, the nape of this creature's neck. It growls and kind of growls uh, in pain, but it doesn't seem like it's done anything to halter its movement. Which, with a spot like that, you would think... Like, any creature would be, like, oh, I don't know, paralyzed, but it's not. What is this thing? <laughs> Gotta find out. It's now Ori's turn. Ori, getting extremely uh, freaked out. Is don't hold back, Ori. I can take it. Let's see. Um, Ori is going to... Uh, you know what? Going to be... Uh... Wait, did you say don't hold back in character? I said don't hold back in character. Three, four, five, six... Then... <laughs> She looks at you uh, for a moment. Uh, oh, okay. And uh, let's see. Let's see. How about you? Okay, there it is. And yeah. <laughs> I'm going to need you to roll. A constitution saving throw. I did say don't hold back. And I'm also going to roll a constitution saving throw for the horse. Oh shit. He's dead, don't hold back. The horse is safe. I think I'm safe too because... I rolled a 23. Oh, yeah, you're definitely safe. Um, now, how will the creature fare? Uh, the creature rolled a nat 20. Fuck! So, uh... <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> Goodness and bad news. You did say that you did save, but you still have to take half damage. Fuck! On a third level shatter spell. Okay, so how 
<laughs> Just give it to me straight, dog. How bad is it? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Halves will be five. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm gonna bring it down. Four points of damage. You sure? Four points. Yeah, because. 4.5, and you always take off the 0.5 when it comes to stuff like this. So yeah, 4 points of damage, because it's halved. So that means, unfortunately, Jesse is freaked the fuck out, and the as, uh, uh, both you and Jesse are, like, feel a surge of electricity just rushing through you. Um, unfortunately... <laughs> Um, the electricity that goes through Jesse causes quite a bit of a a, uh, a burning and scar um, towards her chest and she begins to start uh, freaking out and as she begins to take the wagon and starts rushing uh, over this way Oh no! Or he kind of looks at everyone. Sorry! You're fine! I'm sorry! It is now uh, Lucille's turn. He is going to. One, two, four, five, six. He's rushing after Jesse. Um, and he is going to, uh, let's see, what else can he do? Um, he is going to use his action surge to kind of rush over to, uh, Jessie, kind of get in front of her and try and soothe her, um, little too far away for you to be able to hear, but he's going I need to roll animal handling for him which wasn't that one N nothing on that yeah. why am I destined to lose animal companions <laughs> which um, I will say for the sake of cinematics, doesn't cause uh, Jesse to like ram into him. It almost does, but instead she turns around, begins to go over this way, but he still has to roll um, acrobatics to not get fucking pommeled by the wagon, which he succeeds. Man, Jesse is on the move. All of that in one turn. <laughs> she is freaked out, man. And now it is the creature's turn. As now, with you being in front of it, it's going to attempt to grapple you. I will bite Actually, you. Actually, no. 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 Uh-uh. It wants damage. It wants blood. So... It's going to go for like a, a physical attack using its uh, pointy arm and going to do a little bit of a stabby stab. That is a nat 20. 
Good, because I'm immune. Ah, because of your fucking mithril. <laughs> Damn it! So it goes to, uh, it it goes to, uh, shove its, uh, its uh, pointy arm straight into uh, a weak spot of the armor at your side. Uh, but as soon like somehow the force, uh, the inertia that it has and momentum when it goes to strike actually almost seems to make the the mithril and the armor kind of come together and, and almost like um almost like uh, you know that one kind of material to where when you punch it super hard it's solid but when you go slow in it it acts like a liquid yeah it's like that when it goes that when it tries to hit you like super fast, like everything in your armor just tightens up, and it uh, almost uh, it actually causes uh, a uh, a rift uh, in uh, in its little uh, stabby arm. Like you see a um, like jags uh, going through. Uh, from near the tip, going up about the equivalent of uh, mid, uh, like a little bit above the equivalent of the wrist. Oh, I pat my own armor and go, thanks, even though it probably can't hear me. <laughs> Heard, stole it. <laughs> Alright. Okay. Oh, I forgot this thing. I forgot that this thing's supposed to have disadvantage given one of the things that it has. So. <laughs> so. Okay, that was not a good roll. But. If the, I'll, I'll leave the nat 20 that just happened for cinematics, but I'm going to remember the disadvantage stuff for later. Okay. Because, I'll be honest, that was awesome. That was awesome. But now it's your turn. Alright. The... Since I used the spell on my sword and I missed, does that mean I still have the spell on it? Read out loud uh, the little the little bits for Smite. The first time you hit with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration, your weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of you and the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Additionally, if the target is a creature, it must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pushed 10 feet away from you and knocked prone. Okay. Um, does not say anything about how long um, it lasts. I would say that has unfortunately dissipated at this point. But it's a concentration spell up to one minute. Uh, derp, derp. That was what I was looking for. So yeah, you can keep at it. All right. So yeah, yeah. First time I hit with it. Okay. I'm going to swing with it, my weapon again. Hopefully, hit. hit. So roll to hit. Uh, 
Uh, 16. Miss. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> You've been trying so damn hard. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I had, a, I had a three instead of a six. Fuck. Oh. 19. That hits. Finally! Holy shit! <laughs> I'm sorry for all the swearing, Kirk. This is very exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, how many attacks do you have per action, by the way? I have two attacks per action. Okay, so your first attack is going to have the smite. Your second attack, your second attack will not. Yeah. So that's one d8 plus three. Uh -huh. On the on the sword. Yeah. That's eight with the sword and with the spell. That's two d sixes. Okay. That's nine with the spell. Nine so, with the spell. Yep. Okay, Nine in. 17 points of damage. Yep. And Your also turn. has to roll a strength... <laughs> has to roll a strength save if it's a creature. Yes. Uh... What does it mean by creature? What does it mean by creature? Uh, is, a. Uh... Maybe just... If the target is a creature that is moving around, like they could count as a human. Yeah, I would assume so. Let's see. Let's see. Yep. Yeah. So a creature is any player, any PC or DM controlled monsters and NPCs. So yes, this thing is a creature. Uh, that failed. Are you sure? Yes. It rolled a five, excluding any mods. Yeah, that probably failed because the strength save is a 13. Yeah, the, the max it could have gotten for... Would, and it's a plus 3 on strength, so it would have been an 8. Yeah, it failed. So you said 10 feet? It's not, yep, and it's knocked prone. Okay. Well, now... Uh, are you moving? Yeah, I'm most definitely moving into attack. Okay. Yeah, because you do have your second strike. Yeah. Okay, eh. roll to hit. Well, can I say how I'm going to try and attack? Sure. Jump in and stab into it. Okay. Well, since it is prone, let me double check the stats on what it means when a creature is prone. Uh, D&D prone. See, a prone creature's only movement option option is to crawl unless it is a... Okay, let's see. The creature has disadvantage on attack rolls. An attack roll against a creature has advantage if the attacker is within five feet of the creature. Since you are right at it, you have advantage. Sweet. All right. Long sword time. I'm not gonna roll again because that's a nat twenty. Oh my god! 
I mean, uh, you could roll again for shits and giggles, see if you got another nat 20. Alright, let's- alright, let's see. I can't- <laughs> <laughs> Did I fucking call it? You fucking called it! I feel like I owe- I, I feel like I owe something for that shit. <laughs> you, I owe you dinner. Fuck yeah, okay. Okay, so, nat 20. So, what weapon are you using? I'm using my longsword again. Okay, and your longsword, so whatever dice that you have to roll, double the amount of dice. Alright. Before you add before you add the mod. Twelve total. Twelve total? Yep. Damn, I figured I figured you would have gotten a little bit more for a Nat 20 hit. Damn. I have two D8s for it. Eh, that's fair. What was, what was your mod? The mod? Mod for the damage? Yeah. It's, without the net, it's 1D8 plus 3. Okay. So it would have been 2D8 plus 3. Okay. A four and five. Yeah. So you are ramming in this in this thing. It's starting to um, you're starting to like slashing it really good. Um, kind of the flaps of skin that are struggling to kind of cover these you're making start oozing this almost gelatinous uh, semi the a semi scabbed um, really gnarly colored blood as the creature looks at you with eyes just wide it's like just like what Ty? why do you abandon me is what it said huh it is now Lita's turn. Uh, alright, so I'm going to fire another arrow, I guess. Okay. Lita's just going to stay where she is? Probably. So not gonna get a sneak attack bonus. Yeah. And also, it's a normal attack, no advantage, because she's not super close to this sort of creature. Yeah. Ugh. That's a that's a ten. Yeah, miss. <laughs> like almost, like kind of. Uh, you hear it whoosh behind your head before it just slams to the ground with a. Bang. Uh, all right, it's now Ori's turn. Ori <clears throat> getting a little ballsy. Uh, as she goes up closer, like, walking over to you, and uh, anchor. Actually, no, she needs... No. Scratch that. One, two, three, four, five, six. She's gonna go after... Horsey! Uh, what does she have that she can use? Uh... Let's see. 
She's going to cast a quick, um, uh, a, a quick little thing, which is probably going to make you laugh. Um, you suddenly uh, see and hear uh, another horse uh, just pop into existence right in front of Jesse. What? <laughs> and, like, frankly, you also see Ori, uh, who's near there. But yeah, there's another horse. As... And now the world's moving. <laughs> it's the end of the world as we know it. <laughs> and from this a sudden conjuring of another horse um, and Ori is seeming to be able to do something it appears that Jesse is calm enough to where she's not just rushing around okay thank goodness uh, Lucille two three four five six is going to attempt to come back to the main battle where now this fucker is going to um is going to let me double check disadvantage uh, on attacks uh-huh let's see it's going to use half of its movement to get up so now it's no longer prone and now it's going to attempt to grapple you it's not going to attack it's going to grapple <laughs> I don't like that. Huh? You need to roll me an acrobatics check. Ah, fuck. Well, more of a more of a saving throw, a dex saving throw. Oh, thank goodness! I actually have a plus two to that because of my plus two on saves. Fifteen. Nope. Fuck. <laughs> You are just, you are pushed to the ground as um, it is like in your face, like kind of screaming in in your face. These sudden hurls of like insults of like, why did you abandon me? Why did you abandon everything? What is wrong with you? Things of kind of of that nature. Um, Romeo wisdom saving throw as well. I just want to say that when Anchor's having this thing scream in his face, he's just like, everything's wrong with me! I'm sorry, Corey! Mm -hmm. With 19. 19? Yeah. Uh, okay. So, you only take half damage. Okay. You only take ten points of psychic damage. That's half? That was half. 
If you failed, you would have taken 20. Fucking hell! <laughs> but now it is your turn. I'm gonna try and push this thing off me. Okay. Roll me. Uh, roll me strength. I'm going to roll dex. But actually, no. Yeah, since you were grappled. You know what? You and I both roll strength. Um, whoever has the highest um, wins. Uh, <laughs> 10. 11! Fuck! I can't do shit. So you are still grappled. Uh, Ori... Uh, oh wait, no, it's now still Lita's. Lita's at the top. Uh... But what's Lita gonna do? Because this creature is screaming near... Like almost near nonsensical stuff in your face. You're grappled, kept on the ground. I guess I'm gonna try and shoot again. Okay, roll to hit. Fifteen. Miss. Fuck! <laughs> Starting to get an idea of what his uh, his AC might be? I think so, maybe 16? It is exactly a... No, I, I shouldn't say. Is Lita going to be moving? Uh... Let's see... I guess I can ha have Lita move and try and pull the creature off of Anchor. Okay, um... Roll me strength, and... I will roll, uh... Dex for the creature as he's going to try and fight off Lita. Fourteen. Dex! <laughs> So Lita has successfully pulled this hulking, bleeding mass off of you. And now, um, I assume, yeah, because that's really the only thing that, uh, that can be done. So yeah, he is off of you. Lita, I assume, now is let go of the creature. So yeah, now all of y'all are in proximity of each other. So yeah. it is Ori's turn. And let's see. With the with the um uh, with with Jesse subdued, um she is going to Uh, 
she is going to see how close she can get. One, two, three, four. No. gonna be here. Wait, that was only like four things of movement and then two. That gets her nice and close. So you see Ori uh, come up, a sort of rage and also fear coming into uh, like on her face as her eyes almost seem to shine like rubies. As she as you see uh, her hands come together before a sudden like force of like bright blue lightning flashes from the palm of her hand to uh, this entity she is going so needs to hit oh that definitely hits <laughs> 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 okay. Is it dead? Uh, oh my god! Did, did she kill it? No. But, okay, for the record, she's doing this at third level, so she had 3d12s. I rolled two 12s. Holy shit! Yeah! So this is a fucking powerful blow that just electrocutes this fucker. You see the smoke bellowing from it and from burning, from the look and smell of burning flesh on this thing as it writhes in pain. It is not looking good. The, the scars from the electricity that went through its form are just prominent on its form as it looks around confused angry and just unsure what to do except keep fighting as its only response is you abandoned me like yeah, a you abandoned each other yeah 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 we hear you Closer, one, two, three, four, five. He is going to, no, six, because now he has advantage. Because with, so now he's going to hit with his halberd. Um, okay, that hit. So, where's his halberd? Give me his halberd. There we go, there's his halberd. Give me... Okay, so Ooh, this thing is right at the edge of Death's Door. It is not looking good. You see the the oozing, like really thick, almost gelatinous blood slipping out of all these scars and breaks that you've made into its form. As it now goes to out of sheer panic um oh i forgot a thing what did you forget time. 
Um, I should have had you roll for certain things. But and any time that you started a turn in front of that near him, so um, I want you to roll me um, a wisdom saving throw for anchor. Roll it. I'll only say three times, and I'll do the same for Lucille twice. Uh, that's a 10 on the first one. Okay. 19 on the second one. Okay. And 17 on the third one. Okay. So, you only take you only take ten points of damage. Uh, I'm sorry, it did not look so good. As um. Uh, that as you feel like your life has been like slowly taken from you by this really literally emotionally toxic creature as, as it's talks of abandonment and fear of loneliness start to pierce into your mind and your psyche uh, unfortunately um let's see um Lucille is not looking so great uh, as his mind has been permeated a lot more fiercely as you see um, like the energy and the morale that his that his metaphorical and literal spirit almost seem to drain from his expression. He's still fighting, but he's struggling. Lucille, back up when you can. I'll I'll try. We need to fight this thing. Yeah. Yes, but your safety is more important. What's more important is getting to the water hut. As the creature is now going to attempt to slash at Lita. At disadvantage. Yes. Oh, I forgot if this can multi-attack. Well, I'm I have been I have been nerfing myself so bad with this. This is a you new have. creature for me. So, okay. So with the harpoon arm, that's still a 17 to hit. At disadvantage? At disadvantage. Fuck the that hit. Okay. Oh, wait. On die. Seven plus four plus five plus five plus three. That is twenty-four points of damage. Fucking hell! 
and now it is. I can't do damage on Lita because she's your character. Mm-hmm. Don't worry, I'm keeping track. Alright. And let's see. It's going to use its uh oh wait, no, it already technically uses action, so it can't really grapple. So and you this yeah each creature grappled by the lonely yeah it's not no one is grappled so it can't necessarily multi-attack per se so yeah it's now lead us go hey it's time to back up now <laughs> Thing is, if you back up, the lonely's gonna get an attack of opportunity. Uh, and you've been rolling very high. I have no idea how I've been rolling well all of a sudden, okay? I'll stop it! Except for the characters that are fighting the creature! <laughs> I'm sorry, Austin. I cannot do that. Yes, you can. <laughs> you expect me to throw away the match? No. Uh, no, it's just that I'm scared. You should be. So, is Lita going to move? No, I guess the only thing Lita can really do is stab with her dagger. Hey, rolled ahead. At twenty-one, that hits. Sweet. Five damage. Five damage. Yes. It is right at the cusp of death's door as it is rising, but like. It is absolute panic, like looking, seeing all these people that are surrounding it. It wants to try and move, but before it can, Ori comes up behind it. All of you surrounding this creature. As she suddenly, like you see, from your perspective, her demeanor has just suddenly changed. As actually, no, that's not good music for this. Give me a moment. I want to find better music. No, that's not good either. Heck, nap. Okay, that's better. I'll say. As you, you see her come up behind uh, this creature, um, even with your dark vision and with how close everyone is right now, her eyes are piercing bright. And it almost makes the rest of her face look dark. And it is scary to see, especially when you see her hand come up was a similar red-ish, almost kind of, again, almost like a lightning-y, but much 
thinner than lightning uh, sort of conjuring come from her hand as she suddenly begins to grab this creature from behind and cover its face with her hand. And... Baker's eyes are just wide with fear and amazement. As you see suddenly the glow from her hand turn from red to an indescribably almost like should be impossible glowing black as it suddenly seeps into and spreads across the face of this creature as the screams coming from it suddenly stop. Its body goes limp and you see the red, you see the black uh, that spread across its face slowly begin to turn a very faint uh, glowing gray as it slowly goes up um, Ori's gloved arm. Because, yeah, I forgot to say, she has gloves. As they kind of... The glow goes up her arm, and it slowly goes in like a pulsating manner. As she... Just kind of in a... Little wasteful, but in a bit of a flourish, has just drained uh, this creature's life. And you think, from the look of it, it's given her a little bit of a boost. As the creature, unresponsive, is now collapsed on the ground, bloodied, nearby sected in several places and ways before all of you. Thank you. Lita uh, kind of looks at you for a moment. You okay, Anchor? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Ori, when in the hell did you get to do that? What was that? Uh, Ori looks at you all for a moment as you see kind of the the glow from her eyes kind of dissipate. Uh Uh-huh. Do what? Do you not remember grabbing that creature? Roll insight. Alright, alright. Eighteen. Okay. Um you know one, you notice that Lita is completely oblivious. Lucille is not acting like surprised from any of this in the slightest. Um, you can tell from Ori's demeanor that this is not uncommon, but she really does not want to talk about it. All right, I'll drop it, but... But if you need to talk to someone, I'm willing to listen. 
Thank you. Alright, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but unfortunately we do still need to get our horse or horses? At which point you actually see the other uh, horse that was kind of uh, brought to existence just kind of poof away <laughs> after it leads um, uh, after it leads Jesse over to the rest of you. Huh? Well, there's that, at least. I'm sorry, However... Jesse. Well, I'll give you all my pears. <laughs> uh, Lucille looks over to uh, to Ori for a moment. You wanted to figure out what this was? At which point... Oh, thank you. Ori immediately goes to investigate the creature. You see her eyes widen, and she's already a pale girl, but whatever color that you that you saw, like just drains. This isn't from here. It's not supposed to be here. Why is it here? I don't know. Is it not supposed to be part of this? Realm? It's it's from the Shadowfell. Oh. At which point yeah. Lita kind of cocks her head. What's uh Shadowfell? I I was assuming you knew. Me? No, I don't. I only know anything about Morth and the Feywild. I didn't know there were any other places or planes. Which, which is it? A place? A plane? A plane. I know that the Feywild and this plane of existence are meant to intertwine every few hundred years, but I didn't think there was something like that for this plane of existence or other planes in the Shadowfell. There must be you... something wrong. How do you... Never mind, you can talk about it later. I... I'll, I'll talk about it later. Let's just say I have... You know how Lucille said that I have a knack for mythology? Mm-hmm. Yes? That kind of goes into it. A lot of the stories of the planes and how the worlds have come together are something that I know a lot about for better and for worse. And I know a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Like how unfortunately if the shadow if this entity from the Shadowfell has anything to say about it, that we're in danger. Tinker uh, looks a little more nervous and at the wagon kind of nervously for a moment then back to Ori anything we can do to prepare for this these types of attacks 
little I remember, we would have to collaborate with dragons and get their scales in order to make proper means to survive uh, whatever's going to happen. But last I heard, the dragons are supposed to be extinct. Mm. They died hundreds of years ago during the Great World War. And whatever were left must have been destroyed by the bloodbath interim. Any that would be surviving now would be a miracle. Yeah. So we just have to be extra careful and hope. And also have you and your amazing abilities. Amazing? I wouldn't say so. I hurt you pretty bad and freaked out Jesse. At which point you see Jesse completely like almost like back to normal, save for the the scar from the lightning at her at her at her chest, like munching at some of the grass. Oh, oh right. Uh, one moment, and I go to the cart to pull out the pears that I have. Do okay. you um? Do you like pears? I. You can love them if you like. Jesse and... kind of looks at you uh, for a moment. Uh, kind of sniffing the pears for a moment. Sorry, were you going to say a thing? I was going to say, I'm sorry for what happened. At which point, um, she looks at you for a moment, a bit of a... a for lack of better phrasing, a bit of a doe-eyed expression for a moment before she uh, just hastily lunges her head forward, grabs uh, the pear from your hand, and just starts munching on it. <sighs> anyway, Anchors. we should... Anchors. Sorry, Bye. go for it. Anchor smiles a bit and kind of brushes his hand on her back. Anyway, uh, Lucille kind of interjects. We should get going. We still haven't gotten that far to Port Waterhut. We still have a ways to go. And if this place has anything to say about it, we may have plenty more to look forward to. Oh, joy. But I guess our drive will give us reason to figure more about each other, right? Right. Well, who's going to pull the wagon, I guess? Anchor looks around to everyone to see if there's any volunteers before he raises his hand. Ori looks at you uh, for a moment. I think that'll be okay. Lucille uh, smiles. You know what? I could use a break from tending to Jesse. I know I didn't do too much as of late, but it'll be nice seeing someone else take the reins, as it were. Alright. Hey. And Anchor goes to Jesse. 
about one more pair and then we head off? Is that alright? <laughs> Jethy looks at you uh, for a moment before you just see if horses could smile, like you would see her smiling as she takes the uh, the pear from your hand and starts munching on it. Mm. Like, very happily. Thank you. And then I take the reins. Awesome. And I will say... So, in the wagon, um, how do you want things... Set up for people to be like you were oh. clearly towards the front, um, holding uh, the reins. Mm. Ori and Louise have dark vision. Yes. Ori and Lucille. Lita does Lucille. Uh, all right. I want Lita. Uh, in the cart and either Orion or Lucille in the back, so that way they can look out from behind. Well, Lucille in the back and Ori can watch if she pleases. Okay. And you know what? Considering timing, I feel like this may be a good spot to stop for today's session. Yeah, holy shit! <laughs> Who knew that we could have so much trouble over one creature? And that's not even a boss. <laughs> I picked that on purpose. Frankly, that was the first time that I messed with that kind of creature, and I want to use them more. But especially since I so poorly executed that one. Well, but, oh. And Ori hasn't even told us what that creature is. Mm-hmm. She's just freaked out. But, like, she doesn't have to. Anchor's not going to push it. But, man! She's giving, she's giving you a decent bit of information already in her panic. That's true. I... Which, speaking of, is there anything that you want to roll on to see how much you remember? Because there are definitely quite a bit of things that she has mentioned that you were taught back in the Royal Guard. Let's turn the music back on just for crabs and giggles. I want to roll to see if I know anything good about these shadow thing. Okay. Roll me history. Alright. This is plus one. Alright. Seventeen. Okay. Um you know roughly of the Shadow Fell. This is Really freaky, though, as from what little that you heard of the Shadowfell back in the Royal Guard, um, was a lot more of what-ifs and the assumption that the Shadowfell really wasn't another plane and rather just a special this... term for a really, really bad place. It's... It's more to make up stories of bad things to scare children into staying home and going to sleep. Definitely, especially since how prominent fear of the plague six in your in the Rainbow Pantheon 
is. It's kind of assumed that among among the people who take to the Rainbow Pantheon, for those that do not use the Plagued Six to be racist against uh, different people on the archipelago, such as orcs and whatnot, they use it that they use the Plagued Six to reference and talk about these entities of the Shadowfell, or really other entities that really can't be explained. Hmm. Okay. But, you know, I'm surprised that you haven't tried to roll onto other things that were mentioned. Like the kind of The, the, what did Ori mention before that she's really into? Mythology. That seems too vague to remember something on. (laughs) She mentioned two very important wars that you would have learned about in your training. I'm gonna be honest with you, I kinda zoned out. The Great Row War and the Bloodbath Interim. I'm gonna... Oh yeah, she did mention those when in her panic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna roll for the Great War War and the Bloodbath Interim. Okay, yeah, roll me history on for each of those. Alright. 19 for the Great War War. And 12 for the Bloodbath of Redoom. Okay. <laughs> Interim's a weird word. But yeah, so... You learned a pretty good amount about the Great Row War, namely because everyone knows about it in the archipelago. You even knew about the Great, about the great Row War before you were drafted into the Royal Guard. It is such a notable story that has become a folk tale. It's the story of when the original people of, like, the original humans that came to the archipelago were so jealous of each other that they started to hurt each other. And it was only when all of their numbers were all but destroyed from their own hubris that they decided to create a truce out that out of empathy, guilt, and reconciliation, and that is what led to what we now know as the Rainbow Trifecta. The Monany Merchant Kingdoms, the Akrai Commonwealth, and the, the yeah, the Akrai Commonwealth Kingdoms, and the Mitzker Monarchy. When it comes to the Bloodbath Interim, however, you know a little less about you. Um, you remember having talks with Siobhan about it, honestly, actually, more than any education that you had in the Royal Guard. Uh, the Bloodbath Interim, from what you remember, it was a time of war between the archipelago as a representative of the material plane and 
all elven people from the Feywild. It was a point when the when the planes were converged, and it brought a lot of bloodshed. However, you do remember also Myrtle from the White Prize ranting about the bloodbath in a room. Even talking about how orcs and other uh, indigenous folk were enslaved into the mines during the bloodbath in a room. But you can't remember really all that much outside of that. You never learned or heard anything about slavery or anything of that nature uh, back in the Royal Guard. Mm. Yeah. What with the... that bit of lore dumping? <laughs> can, can I just say something that Anchor is doing while taking the reins? Sure. Anchor seems distracted. Like, it, those words that the creature told him kind of got under his skin. Lift. Oh, go for it. And he's... If somebody looks close, they can kind of see that he's crying. I mean, is he trying to hide it? He is trying to push it back. Okay. You know what? I will roll for the party. Should I roll for Lita as well? Yeah, you roll uh, for Lita. And you also tried to roll. For Anchor, roll Deception since you're trying to hide it. Alright, so roll Insider. Oh, yeah, sorry. Roll Insight for the party, not Perception. I keep mixing those up. But yeah, roll All Deception right. for Anchor. Roll Insight for, uh, for Lita. Lita rolled uh, 25. <laughs> And for Anchor's Deception, uh, his Deception is a 15. You mean Deception? Yeah, that's what I said. Did oh, I not sound like that? It sounded like Perception. I'm like, Meow. Yeah, I meant Deception. You're good. Uh, so, Lucille is the only one that doesn't notice. He is uh, taken to a bit of... Uh, reading, um, the reading of a small book that he uh, that he found in one of the uh, planks <laughs> at the bottom of the wagon. Well, I did kind of ask, also ask him to keep lookout. True. So he kind of has he kind of has the uh, the book at one side, um, just enough to where he can somewhat read it, while most of his attention is to outside. Just gives him something to do. He seems to be a multitasker. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, whereas, yeah, Lita, Lita does notice, and you can tell that Ori absolutely notices. She is right the fuck next to you. <laughs> and, 
like she you can tell she is doing everything not to show that she knows that you're trying to hide that you're crying. Lita kind of pipes up behind you because at this rate, um, her that her shift has kind of end has ended, so she's back to her little tiny form. You okay? Uh, uh, yeah, just thinking about what that thing said, and it's technically right. I did abandon people. Lena uh, kind of sits on your shoulder. What do you mean? You like, told your friends that you're going to be gone for a while. I don't really think that's abandonment. I suppose you're right, but it feels wrong that I'm not, I'm not with them. And it's Corey. And if that sniffle picked up, yes, that's part of what Anchor did. <laughs> Lita that kind of frowns for a moment. Look, I don't know. I don't know your relationship with any of your pals from Poster Karma, so I can't really say a lot. But I'm sure that they understand that you're not doing anything out of abandonment. Believe me, if it was abandonment, you wouldn't be worried that you're abandoning people. You know what? You have a point. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Now, I'm going to hang out with uh, Lucille for a bit. And she kind of flutters off uh, over to Lucille's shoulder. Or Ori. Right. Hmm? And Anchor looks at Ori and is like, Guess I'm not that good at hiding it, huh? Not really. Mm. Sorry to worry you. It's... It's alright. I know I worry people sometimes, too. It's... Embarrassing. Yeah. I'll try to be more honest with you guys. You don't have to. Don't force yourself. Hmm. Alright. I'll still make an effort, but I won't force myself. I mean, Anchor, we're new. We're new to you, you're new to us. Not to sound harsh or anything, but not everyone trusts strangers immediately. And we all have reasons for that, so don't force yourself to trust people that you don't know. You're not going to even realize how much of a danger that, that could be. What people you might fall for that will hurt you in the end. You can not say keep your guard up. Make her nods. Okay, no! I think we can end the there. Oh, what? You wanted to roll? Huh? You said you wanted to roll something? No, I said, no, I think it's a good way to end. It's like, <laughs> you're like, and that's where we're gonna end the session. It's like, nope, I want to role play. Right? It's, it was almost like the flipping when I tried to, like, uh, 
like mess with you guys when Corey came in that one time and he kissed yes. you and I went and that's when we're gonna end today's session and everyone was like no oh, god <laughs> you capped the mic with that oh my god I'm sorry it was beautiful <laughs> oh my gosh but that was a good moment to, to thank your hat you kind of mm -hmm. need that moment yeah but yeah, so that is where we are going to end today's uh, session. So this has been Ty with Austin, and it's here that we say bye-bye. Bye-bye. Enjoy your laundress.